everyone. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I'm your host, JP. Join me as always, the co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Nick Martin. What up, sir? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm good, oh, man. that fasting going? Oh, man. So, yeah. But by the time this actual episode drops, I will probably have completed that plan, but... To talk about it right now, I started a brand new uh, fitness program with a recent guest, Joel Staley. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I did a 48-hour fast. I was starving. I ate last night, and now I'm in the middle of another 72-hour fast, and oh, I've man. already dropped like seven pounds. But that's neither here nor there. We can discuss that in a minute. What's important is we got one hell of a guest for you today. Man, we are excited for this. We've been looking forward to this for a while. Um, an amazing dad. You might know him from the Sister Hazel fame, frontman, acoustic player, the man, the myth, Mr. Ken Block. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. How are y'all? Oh, we're great, man. Great to have you on, man. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to be on DadCast. I'm starving just hearing about you fasting like that, <laughs> Let me tell you, it's, yeah. you, you know, when... I, I know there's times where all of us have gone like a day without eating, and you don't even think yeah. about it, but when you are on a program and on a plan where you're conscious of what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it it is oh, yeah it, it wasn't horrible you know i'm a man i could do it yeah uh, but I do it. i'll tell you what about hour 24 25 when you know yeah. it's dinner time and my kids are eating and mom's eating and oh. in another instance literally right before we got on my daughter came out she said dad i'm hungry will you make me something and i was like uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but can you maybe try to figure it out yourself as to not torture your papa? You know what he's going through right now. <laughs> rough, man, isn't it? Yeah, but it, the it's results going to be so worth it, though. Yeah, like, it's yeah. been when I started my fitness journey. Holy crap, yeah. man. Like it was rough. And then but now it's like, ooh, liking what I'm seeing. We're three days in. Yeah, I've already you? lost seven pounds. That's fantastic, man. Long That's way to go. What do they say? Nothing. Uh, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'll make that 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 decision once that time comes. And I can't remember <laughs> back to I high school anymore when I was skinny. <laughs> all right, so Ken Block, Sister Hazel, man, of course, I need to ask you the all-important question when it comes yeah. to dad cast, and that, of course, is, are you a dad? Oh, yeah. Of course oh, yeah. you are. I'm a dad three times over. Three times. Boys, girls, names, yeah. ages, all right, so they're a little older now. My, uh, uh, I have a boy, girl, girl. My boy just turned 21. My daughter is 18, and my younger daughter is 16. All right. And they so. uh, went today um, to get the driver's license. So we had, I, you know, I, I talked to Nick earlier briefly. I was like, I was like, man, we juggled things today, had some cross wires. Uh, but we got there. We got our license. And a big day at the blockhouse. So the youngest just cool. got her driver's license. Yeah, man. It's a That's, crazy thing. Oh, man, there's not too many milestones left, unfortunately. You know? No, man. That's a big one. You guys remember that? Well, I remember when you got your license. He might. Uh, I'm in my kids 16 <laughs> and she doesn't yeah, have her license my, yet. My daughter just yeah. got her license. So, yeah, yeah, it's. It's it's yeah. scary. It's like, you I'm know, just saying, do you remember when you got yours? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest you know, day I, in the world. I, I agree. It was it was a little different. Um, I know for for me and our generation, um, you know, our kids these days, a lot of them are waiting uh, to get their licenses. And I my my personal theory on that is um, they're all connected digitally, so, like they all know where each other are. 
um, and they kind of know what's going on. We had to go and like find people and, and meet yep. them and figure out where <laughs> everything was going on. They, they kind of, they're in touch. So that, does that make sense? Absolutely. Have we, yeah. have we inadvertently touched on another why social media sucks topic? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you know, when you think about it, right, we are so connected and they, they could just pop yeah. on their iPhones and they could see each other right yeah. there and, you know, go yeah. to their meeting rooms and do it whatnot. It's just, I find that kind of sad, man. When I got my yeah. license, I felt like painting my face blue, putting on a kilt and going screaming freedom, you know, but <laughs> I guess it's different yeah. these days, huh? It is different. I mean, um, you know, if you miss back then, um, if you miss the party or the, everybody uh, was hanging out. You, you missed it. Yep. You know what I mean? You were searching all night. Now everybody's connected. Now you got Instagram you story. You go in and you're like, Oh, Hey, there's a party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just I'm open there. it up and, and Oh, there's yeah. The yeah. Location. There it is. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Exactly. Drop a pin. Yeah. I, I'm, oh. I'm glad, you know, we, in the nineties, when, when the band took off, I'm super grateful that there was not the digital capabilities of, of uh, capturing every single thing we were up to and doing, you know what I mean? Uh, we don't need those fingerprints around. For no, us. no, we don't. <laughs> I can tell you some stories of some friends of mine that are in some bands that will remain nameless that are quite yeah. famous that I was at some parties that, Oh my God, thank God there's no social media and <laughs> nothing we can look back on. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's a yeah. whole different world now. It's crazy. So your, your firstborn son, 21 years yeah. old, you say, how, how did, yeah. how fresh of 21 is he? And, you know, I, I did a little digging. I went down the rabbit hole on Ken block and I know you yeah. are, uh, you're in recovery and yeah. congratulations on that as well. Thanks. Man. Um, that is, that's, it's no small feat. Um, thus, thus the, uh, great, grateful, uh, mindset of no, uh, cameras back. Right. <laughs> But how, how, how in, in, in your situation as a father who's in recovery, navigate yeah. that being fresh 21. And I yeah. mean, does he go to the bars? Does, is that something no, man, he's interested in or anything? really interesting. My, um, my kids, um, they've seen firsthand, um, you know, some of the ravages of, of alcoholism or, or substance abuse. Um, they know my story. Um, I got sober when my son was two, so my daughters have never really seen me. I had a little uh, uh, relapse a couple of years ago, but we'll talk about that in a minute maybe. But um, they, I lost my brother-in-law that they all remember, their uncle, to substance abuse. Andrew lost a brother-in-law from the band that they knew. They watched that. They've seen uh, some of that. And they're real careful. They're not – they don't have the same uh, – uh, sort of um, drive that I had to be plugged in and doing all those different things at that age. They're a lot more introverted um, and they don't seem to, they don't seem to be wired quite the same way I was. All right. I, 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 I want to say good, but not as, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just a I different thing. Blessed, like, yeah. My son, it's funny. He's, he's, he's like the, just the most uh, agreeable, mellow, kind hearted dude. Like they like going to flea markets and finding stuff to buy and rebuild and fix up and sell and make some money. And I mean, that's, that's a fun Saturday afternoon for them. So I'm like, Hey man, you're 21 going on 60. 
I love it. <laughs> I wish my oldest daughter could do that. Go 16 Crazy, going right? on, you know, we could just skip from now to 25. That would be okay too. But yeah, yeah there's a lot to navigate out there, man. Yeah, there is. There's, it's just, oh. So how old are yours, JP? Uh, 16. She's 17 in December. My son yeah. just turned 11 last week, and my my little baby, she's eight. Uh, yeah, you're right in the thick of it, man. Yeah, I got a late start, but, <laughs> yeah. man, my eyes. So, full disclosure here, we're in southern Oregon, and the entire state's yeah. on fire, and so is northern yeah, California. Man. And no matter what you do, you can't escape the smoke. I mean, and it is something fierce. So, my eyes yeah. are starting to freak out a little bit right now. I apologize. That's why I keep going for the eye, and it's just water, and it's going to puff out and be red in a sec. A lot of people cry for Sunday. They get very emotional like that. You don't have to blame it on the water. I really love him. Amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so 16, 11, 8. And uh, you're right in the the throws of it. Right. And and, and that's a there's a big difference between an eight year old and a 16 year old in there. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, my 16 year old is actually my stepdaughter. Um, yeah. So, but, but her dad's in her life and he's awesome. He's a great guy. Uh, does a great job. So she bounces back and forth between the two. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's a, it's a weird struggle there sometimes, but sure. looking at the difference between, yeah, the eight year old and the 16 year old. And granted, I've been in her life since she was two, it's been sure. basically been her dad. So it's, it, yeah. It, yeah, it is a cra- and just the difference in, in in technology and everything in the social media and everything that's happened in that short amount of time um, has Absolutely. been a crazy thing. And I'm watching my eight year old start going down the path too. You know, she's she yeah <laughs> she's starting to talk about Christmas, and I'm just, it, it's <laughs> it's August. What are you doing? And uh, she's like, she goes, Dad, this is what I want, and then she pours it over, and it was an Apple Watch. Oh, <laughs> I says. Sweetie, what, what do you need an Apple Watch for? You don't even have a phone. Right. Oh, well, that's, I need the phone too. I was like, you're eight. It's not happening, man. <laughs> Especially not a brand new iPhone. You could have the hand me downs exactly. that connect to the Wi Fi, no problem. <laughs> but nah, we're, we're not there yet. We're not quite there. And I just no, don't want, I, mean, I don't want to. And, and it's, I don't know if you guys watch that, um, uh, what's it called the social dilemma or. Oh, yeah. Or. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, those are all things that we kind of knew, right? Like kind of know where we're surfing, what we're looking at. Uh, we know that they're kind of starting to feed us things that we tend to like or, uh, and it so it cultivates uh-huh. these, um, these vac, uh, um, echo chambers that we all kind of get to live in based on all that stuff. And it's, um, it's not healthy for any of us, I don't believe, you know, and, and they literally, you know, they program uh, all these, all the apps and all the, uh, uh, all the social media sites. They program things so that, like, it's literally uh, dopamine hits right. that we're getting as we're hitting things. And, I mean, how, how do you escape that? Because you can't avoid it all. Throw it away so, if you can. But we can't. Yeah, throw it away if you can. I, I, if you can. I, I propose we all go back to 1998 flip phones. Yeah. Yeah, man. You can still text, pain in the butt, but you can still make yeah. phone calls, but you're not yeah. quite as connected. You know, I'd, I'd be happy with that happy medium. Yeah, I would too. I think we're probably the last, we're probably the, 
Let's go ahead and say we're the best generation. Yes, sir. Because Gen X, baby. <laughs> we grew up with nothing, right? No electronics um, until, it, it, you know, we were out riding bikes, build bonfires, mm-hmm. hanging out with our friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> then we kind of got ushered in um, kind of with it. So we know both worlds. Yes. We know what it's like to not have, have it, uh, you know, uh, plugged into every part of your life and every minute of your day. We were the, um, the, we're the only generation that really got that. The first to be able to program the VCR. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Some kids watching this right now, what are, what's a VCR? VCR beta. beta <laughs> oh, man. I had, I had watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with me. <laughs> right. And they're like, what, what is that thing? What are they traveling through? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what's the phone booth? Uh, right. Crazy man. Thing. Listen, when the band first started touring, um, you know, mid-90s, we had to stop at phone booths to call like our girlfriends and we'd line up and wait. And then we got pagers. Um, the label got, we were already signed. They were giving us pagers and it would like, they would, the charts would come out and they would send us a text with like how the songs were doing on the chart. Right. We finally got the flip phone and it had minutes, right? Like you had so many minutes. We had a yeah. band phone, like nobody could use it, you know, unless it was a, uh, you know, uh, uh, we all signed off on it to use. You had more minutes than I had. Da, da, da. Uh, and so it, it, after that, it kind of, uh, you know, fell forward pretty quickly. But it was a it was a, um, uh, you know, wild, wild west at first. Yeah. God, 1995. Is that when you guys went on your first tour? Yeah. Well, not late. Let's see. We all got together late 93, early 94. So we started touring out 94, 95. 96, um, 95, 96, early 97. I mean, we were out 300 days a year. I mean, van and trailer hitting all the college towns. I graduated uh, in 93. So, I mean, Sister Hazel and it's early prime there is like, yeah, it touches on the formidable yeah, years of JP right there. 97. And it was, that was, that was my high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It was, uh, yeah. it's still like a, uh, like a portal. Oh, I never mm-hmm. want to be looked at like, 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 I like the nostalgia. I don't, of course, want to be a nostalgia act. Luckily, we've had kind of a long career with things along the way. But there's no doubt that music that you're connected to in high school and college, um, that stuff is in your hard wiring, man. Yeah. That stuff is in your DNA. I don't care how old you get. You hear that song and it puts you right back uh, with that person or that night or that trip That's- or you know, that's how I am with music too. For me, <laughs> champagne high. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. I. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that, man. What did that? I, I'm interviewing you. I'm oh, curious. please <laughs> interview the hell out of Nick, Ken. Oh well, gosh. Curious, champagne high. That would be. Yeah, so how did it resonate with you? Uh, where'd you hear it first, and all that? A girl I was dating Ooh. back then was like, "Hey, check this out. This is a great song. We were parked somewhere and." Yeah, it was a great song. Good time. That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you still. Uh, I want more details. Touch with that person? No, no, no. <laughs> That's not one of your baby mamas, is it? No, nah, I'm just kidding. Absolutely man. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. man! Wow, man! We, were we all thinking. have that, right? We have those mm-hmm. um, the songs that remind us of a person or a place, or you know, like I said, like an event. And sometimes it's just a feeling, you know, like the way you felt at that time. 
Um, and so, and a song like, um, like all for you, like people will go, man, don't you guys ever get tired of playing that song? And I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not like getting off on it musically necessarily, but man, how fun is it to look out? Yes. And see everybody light up. It doesn't matter if we're in, you know, Muskegon, Michigan or Mexico city. It doesn't matter, man. That song mm-hmm. just lights people up and what a gift you know, that that's been for us. And that song certainly, you know, opened the door for people to hear songs like champagne high and change your mind and, and stuff like that. All for you has got to be the encore song, right? Yeah, sometimes we end the set with it or last couple songs. Um, I don't like to play it last because I I think that it gets people fired up. So I like to ride that energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we can kind of follow it up a little bit. So in the last couple songs are the main set. Now, 21 years old, if my math is correct, that means your son was yeah. born in Y2K. Yeah, he was born in 2000. How uh, June 12, 2000. How old and, were you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, when yeah. you became a father? Okay, how old was I? So, 21 years ago. So, I was 33. 33. Yeah. First time yeah. father. Okay, so you got a kind of a yeah. late start, at least oh, yeah, as definitely. far as the averages would, would go, because yeah. I was 34 yeah. for my first child. Um, yeah. And 2000, yeah, first child, seven, eight years of touring. How did oh, that yeah. change you? Did that change the life? I mean, of course it did. That's well, a stupid question. This is but Dadcast, so this is Dadcast, so this is a probably good, a good share for this, right? So, um, so I got. I'm actually married uh, to my wife Tracy 25 years this week, which is uh, fantastic, right? Thank you. Um, we've been dating, you know, three or four years before that. So she was with me before. There was a sister Hazel before there was a record deal, you know, through all the touring and all that. And, you know, she knows I, I didn't miss a whole lot of parties and all that. But my <laughs> history is um, that when I was a teenager, uh, my little brother was diagnosed with cancer and he passed away at 18. So when I was 16 to 20, you know, I was in bands and I was playing football and surfing, doing all those things that we do, right? skateboarding and hanging out, chasing girls. Uh, but we were also dealing with chemotherapy and mortality um, and all these things. And he passed away at 18 when I was 20. And so I had that kind of traumatic time. And I used a lot of, uh, well, I used and I drank a lot to kind of navigate that stuff. But fast forward, um, I always wanted to be a dad. I always knew that was a part of uh, myself that I, I really felt like I was going to, I could play that role pretty well. But what happened to me was um, uh, we'd been torn a lot. Things had kind of escalated a little bit, uh, not missing too many parties. And when my wife told me that she had gotten pregnant, um, I had this, this immediate thought of, oh, shit, I couldn't protect my little brother. How am I going to protect this kid? And that was when my anxiety kind of went crazy. Um, my drinking went crazy. A lot of things amped up. Um, and that kind of started that snowball. I ended up, like I said, it took till he was about two for me to kind of come out of that thing. But he and my kids are the greatest thing that ever happened. So all of those things that I worried about, uh, I worried about the wrong things with my kids, you know. Right. Uh, but but that, you know, I think a lot of guys, 
you know, they, they feel like they're here, they're going to be a dad and, you know, you're supposed to be like, yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh shit. I didn't expect to be oh shit. But then when it happened, I had all this stuff in my head that I hadn't really dealt with. Right. You know, that was like, and scared the crap out of me. And I was like, I don't know if I can be that vulnerable again or, uh, you know, not in control. How am I going to protect this kid and all that? So that was, um, you know, for some of you new dads out there uh, that, that, that might be feeling maybe a little guilty that you're, you're anxious or you're feeling weird about some of that stuff. You're not alone. Um, Absolutely not. And, you know, I, in my case, I was both. I was, if, yeah. if it's possible, if you can have a, how am I going to do this? Yes. Simultaneously. Yes. That was me. Yes. That was, it was yes. just, it was fear and excitement, anxiety. Oh, yes. oh how am I going to be able to do this? It's, yes. it, but at the same time, let's go, baby. Give me that ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm running. Yeah. I am. Oh, in. Yeah. And of course, now we look back on it and yeah. What were we worried about? At least the we're good ones, the right? Thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But we don't know, and you don't know. No. And to each yeah, and every me, individual, six kids. And for me, like every one of them, up till my my latest baby was oh shit. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. How, how am I going to handle? Yeah. Did you say six? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I, I have a one year old. My oldest is twenty three. Wow. So yeah, so like the, you the still one-year-old, have some air. Yeah, now I do. I grew it back. <laughs> I've been telling him yeah, to grow yeah, it back yeah, for yeah, weeks. My latest baby, I was like super excited. Like we did IVF. So it was a long process of yeah. planning and, you know, being older, financially yeah. stable and able to handle it all. Was, yeah. It's a whole different ball game. Like you, you, when I was 18, man. I was like, oh, shit, what am I doing? Yeah. Oops. yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. You know, JP, what you said, um, I use that that a lot with people like, uh, people will have certain feelings about anything they're tackling life. And I'm like, you're allowed to be scared and excited at the same time. Yep. You know, it's like being pregnant. It's like for the, for our wives or our, our partners or whatever. It's like, yeah, I can't speak yeah, on that. Comfortable and it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you're fearful of whatever, but you're still excited too. And it's, it's, um, it's hard to kind of explain that, but uh, I think it's, very natural. So that leads into a good question. Maybe yeah. number two rolls around for Ken Block. Yeah. How was that? Was that, was that a like, I got this, no issues, no anxiety, or was there a little bit of the same still, no. still present? Well, I had just, um, my wife was pregnant with our second um, when I went in uh, to what my, my bandmates called band camp, <laughs> <laughs> which I called rehab. But they call okay. it band camp. Right. And um, so, you know, there was a little collateral damage flying around just from, uh, you know, look, I had to pull it together. I had a lot going on. The band came off the road for a little bit. But I look at her almost as I was so grateful for that kid because she gave me uh, she gave me a kind of reason to refocus, to, to, to uh, put something before myself again. Um, uh, to have, you know, show my wife how, uh, how much all of them meant to me. And, um, I gotta tell you, man, I, I have, I've been so blessed with the relationship I have with all three of my kids and that second one coming, I was ready. Cause I was like, I was much better for, with her 
by the time she came to the world, I was sober, yeah. right? So I was sober six months or whatever. And when Chance was born, I wasn't. I, my anxiety, you know, I was up and down. Yeah, was like, of course. Yeah, yeah. When Marley got was born, I had kind of a clearer head. Um, I had, uh, I had, I was focused, and I, it wasn't brand new. Like I knew that I know how to hold this kid. I know I, I'm, I'm great with him. We're together. I wasn't, I wasn't as afraid as I was the first time. Yeah, brand new, completely different though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think if you get yeah. through to ask Nick, Nick wouldn't be the, the, the pro on this one. Yeah. But, you know, first one, oh, shit, excited. Same time. Second one, I got this. Wait, it's different. Yeah. Third one, good to go, right? Good to right, go. There's yeah. no surprises, right, yeah. Nick? Yeah. I would, but I would, I don't know. And then, like, on the sixth one, it, it kind <laughs> of, everything was different. Like we had medical issues, so it was yeah. it was all completely different. So it was like, right. do I do I hold them too too much? Do I? It was just weird. And then with yeah. COVID, you know, I couldn't be in the hospital for the first three months of his life, so I wow. saw him like once a week for a couple hours, just because oh, of the wow. COVID guidelines and stuff. And so it was it was rough. It, there was a while there where it felt like he wasn't mine when he got home. So because he was right. very, he's very attached to mom because mom was there twenty four seven all the right. time. So, so there's those kind of issues trying to overcome. And now he's like my best little buddy, but it's, yeah. it was just kind of a, a weird situation for the first six months of his life. Absolutely. And he's doing well now. Yeah. Now he's a 35 pound. Oh yeah. That Dude. has an attitude and thinks he's like King of the world. He, of course he yeah. owns the joint, man. Yeah, he does. He's the Pretty CEO much. of Dadcast, by the way. Did you not know? <laughs> wow. Right. All about he's, uh, he's really Coco Melon and Liam all day, every day. I hate to bring yeah. this up, but I gotta. Yeah. Um, you mentioned COVID, Nick. Now, by the way, the dating uh, of this recording is August 11th, 2021. Uh, yeah. We are in the midst, at least our state is apparently in the midst of another swash of infections of COVID. Um, you mentioned you're in Florida. I know that's another one of the hotspot states. How are things in that regards right now in Florida? Well, um, a, a couple of things. Um, Florida's a little bit like the wild, wild west. Oh, it is. I love um, me some Florida, by the way. I go there every single year. We stay in Hollywood, yeah. go to the Keys, get me some fish tacos. It's my favorite place oh, yeah. in the world. Oh, yeah. Florida's so diverse with, you know, you've got the Panhandle, North Central Florida. You got Orlando, Tampa, that Central mm-hmm. Florida. You got South Florida and the Keys as a whole other universe. Oh, yeah. So we've got a <laughs> lot of different stuff going on here. Um, here's... Here's what I'll say. We are, we're a hotspot for sure. Um, I actually know more people now um, who have COVID or are dealing with it than I did the whole first time, yeah. first go around. And that's what's happening over here too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's opening. It's um, as a musician, let me, let me talk about it from that standpoint for a minute. Um, you know, we didn't really work for about 15 months. I mean, we had a couple live stream things. Um, you know, we've got a little more uh, fame than fortune. We got to work. We're a working band. Yeah. So, you know, a year, year and a half with not a lot of income, that was tough for our whole industry. Um, uh, for a crew, crew guys, you know, uh, engineers, lighting guys, venues, bartenders, the restaurants around the venues, bands, management agents, all that stuff. So our, our industry um, really took a hit like others, but ours did for sure. 
And now that we're getting back, we're all very excited. We're doing more shows. Um, but we are concerned that um, as things start ramping up, that it's going to get shut down again. Um, and so I'm really, I'm, I'm hoping that people take as many precautions as they can uh, so that we can all keep working and keep this economy going, keep our guys' paychecks coming in. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, just this week, um, you know, guys, we know um, uh, Blackberry Smoke, one of their guys got sick. They had to pull their tour down. Uh, Leon Bridges had to pour his, pull his tour down. Counting Crows pulled back. They canceled shows. You know, just this week. Limp Biscuit like, shut down their show. Limp yeah. Biscuit. They're just starting so, to get know, back again. I know. We're just getting back. We're so excited. And people are so excited to be getting back, mm-hmm. um, you know, together. So, um, you know, I, I really hope that everyone, uh, you know, looks at it and says, look, what can we all do uh, to try to be able to keep doing these things and uh, keep things going? But it's, um, it's a bizarre – look, we've never been through this stuff before. You know, we've never been through it before. And our job as musicians is let's bring everybody as close together as we can. <laughs> right. And have them all screaming. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So uh, did you see the together? We, some, we, we, we put together some drive through shows. What was that? Nick? We actually Megan? do shows on the side, too. So like I have I've been a concert promoter for 20 years. Oh, yeah. So part of Dadcast now we're bringing in some of the guests that we've had on the show to awesome. come in and perform in Southern right. Oregon. So we have a show coming up Friday that went from in person to it's now 90% hybrid, 10% in person. So we're working on, we've got a deal with Randy Couture. So he's actually helping us share the live stream so we can get more live stream viewers and raise money for his GI foundation. And yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's a weird thing. I've like being a promoter, I've never seen anything like this where you've got to adapt to live streaming and figure out, okay, how can we get revenue coming in that way to pay everybody? Yeah. And keep like we have a crew on this show of like 15 people of yeah. camera operators, lights, sound. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is just unreal. It's a lot of moving parts. Good for you, though, um, for keep moving forward, because every one of those 15 people, they're getting a paycheck that week. So um, we you hope know, it helps. Every, every yeah, little we, hope. <laughs> we <laughs> hope. Right. <laughs> we hope. We yeah, we'll we'll but, see what happens. It's uh it's it's definitely it's interesting. And then talking to friends that are in the industry, like you know, you and then uh, friends with the guys in Eve Six and Sugar Ray yeah. and stuff, and yeah, you know, they're Max, just like, yeah. how do we adapt to this and how do we you know keep playing shows, keep the the fans happy, keep selling yeah. albums, keep selling singles, and yeah, I have an well, answer. They, I'm, oh, go ahead, go ahead, JP. The answer is how do we keep this going? God, you know, a year ago, the thought of me saying this would have blown my mind, but here I am. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the way I personally look, the science is there. (laughs) We have some different, um, views within our camp, um, politically, spiritually. Okay. Yeah. uh, COVID wise. Um, and so we have some spirited conversations about some of that. Um, but my personal take, and I'll speak for me is that, look, we don't have a lot of tools to deal with this and whether it's about, let's just talk about keeping ourselves in, in work, right? The only thing we can do to keep working is to try to beat this thing back. The only things we have, which is hygiene, washing your hands, masks, you know, distance when you can and get a, get a vaccine. Yep. Um, that's really all we have 
to try to keep things going. And, you know, I'm going to do everything I can personally to try to get that going. I, I understand people's uh, concerns. I, I do. Um, but I, I, I really think for the greater good, both both uh, uh, physically, health-wise, but also economically, to keep things going, boy, I would hate to backslide again. Yeah, okay. we all would. Vaccine uh, praise. I got COVID. I was in a car with JP for six hours. And JP is vaccinated and didn't get COVID. But I so wasn't. Definitely. But I wasn't vaccinated at the time. Was really? I? Really? Yeah, you were. Was because, I? Yeah, yeah. When yeah, did we get vaccinated? May, May, Cinco de Mayo was my. I remember that. So when was our trip to? It was after Cinco de Mayo. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I was vaccinated. Yeah. He had COVID. My, we didn't know he did. Were vaccinated in the car together. Like mm-hmm. that's close. Yeah. I would never knowing eight hours in the car with somebody if I had COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, <laughs> no, disclaimer and, out there. How did you make it through, Nick? Were you okay? It was the worst sickness I've ever had. Like it started out with the worst headache, and I'm like, it was a weird headache all day. Yeah. And then when I got home, I just uh, I crashed. And then like yeah. for a week and a half, my joints hurt more than they've ever hurt. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. It was. It's definitely. It's not fun. I know some Sweaty. people make it through. Um, yeah. You know, some. Some don't. Yeah. I you know, recently yeah. like back. Um, Right when COVID first started coming around, I was hanging out with Art from Everclear and the yeah. singer from Fountains of Wayne. Oh, yeah. And he, he got to- sick. And-, and Adam was totally fine. And then uh, Max from U6 texted me and said, hey, Adam passed away. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he was He was totally one of the good. first uh, of our yeah. industry. Um, that was such a tragedy, man. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. And, you know, that, that thing you do, one of the greatest movies of all time. And Absolutely. Oh Brilliant gosh, guy. Yeah. Brilliant guy. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's um, my brother um, uh, has it right now. My older brother, he was vaccinated. Um, but I think it's keeping him from dying, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. got pre-existing conditions. And... Um, you know, I, I want to be as respectful as I can with um, people's concerns. I would always sort of, um, I would, I would, I would always push them towards asking people like your doctor. You know, don't ask your friends on social media. Right. You know, if you had a brain tumor, you'd call your oncologist. The answer is not on Reddit. <clears throat> right. Okay. It's not. <laughs> the answer is not on that meme you shared on Facebook. I am sorry. And I do respect everyone's choices and opinions, but yeah. gosh, there's, there's some science to all this and it's been a year I don't and a half. See anyone I know get unnecessarily, um, you know, hospitalized or scarred. I mean, I have some lung issues. You can hear it a little bit now myself and it's not fun, man. People, um, this COVID, this Delta don't play. Right, exactly. And if I had a buck for all the stories that have come out in the last year and a half of all the people who were, it's not real, um, I'm anti this, and, you know, to each their own, but a buck for every one of those who believe that got sick, thankfully recovered, and then said, whoa, yeah. was I wrong? And yeah. we don't have those from the many that died that, that yeah, said that. Right. We would go, man, how did this turn to COVID? I apologize. That's my fault. I asked how things were going in Florida. I should have just well, said, I should have said, how are the fish tacos, Florida, man? <laughs> things in Florida are, um, you know, it's it, Florida is a, is always uh, um, a little bit of the wild, wild west. Like I said, a lot of diversity here. 
a lot of colorful characters. Yeah. Um, the Florida know, man, you know? Yeah, long, yeah, Florida man. Yeah, long before there was COVID, he's, the headlines from Florida were always like, <laughs> you know, hold my beer. You know? Exactly. <laughs> How far are you? So are you still at your Gainesville? Still in Gainesville, and, yes, and that's that's northeast, northwest, north central, north central, kind of right in the middle of the state. Yeah. Okay, so we're, about, so, uh, we're about an hour and a half from uh, the Atlantic, and about an hour from the Gulf. Okay, that's a you got both yeah, man, sides right there. Yeah, I, I, we we talked about actually moving to Florida. I actually I run radio stations, and my current yeah. one, Pirate Radio, is actually based out of Dania Beach, well, way south. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And as part of that work, we, we, me and the lady and the family, we'd go out there, <clears throat> excuse me, every, you know, once a year doing the Miami boat show. And, yeah, man. and I fell in love but granted, I have never yes. been to Northern Florida, but man, totally that, different. oh yeah, They're but all that, different. that South Florida lifestyle is, it's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I, ain't gonna I lie. love the keys too. Yeah. I love the Florida keys, man. Um, it's like you're in, you know, you're it's a whole in new islands, world, man. Whole other different. It's like a different country almost. Alabama Jacks, yeah. man. Every time we go, we stop there on the yeah, way. Man. Take that old yeah, highway. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, and the. Uh, oh, I can't think of it right now. Uh, the food. The food. Uh, appetizers. Conk. Conk fritters, maybe. Conk fritters. Oh, Nick, you got to have a conk fritter, man. We got to go. Dude, so good. We can go visit. We can't. We can't move to Florida though. We got Dadcast is going too good. So. Okay, fair enough. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Not yet. Right. Once I get that, you know, you, you can have Dadcast. Not until we get that Joe Rogan money. Live from Dania Beach, right? Who said we can always do? We yeah. can. We could do that. We can yeah. definitely do that. I got peeps yeah. down there. Oh, well, yeah. that's something to think about there, Nick. <laughs> so I'm intrigued, <laughs> it, dude. I'm telling you, the fish. You think my fish tacos are good? I Just, love fish oh, tacos, man. and I love the beach. So I, it, I think it's a win-win. Oh, it is. And I got this perfect B&B place right on Hollywood Beach, right next to the Margaritaville in Hollywood. It's oh, like yeah, literally nice. steps from the beach, like 70 bucks a night. Total ghetto garbage little freaking home. But you don't right. you're not staying inside. It's just to sleep. No, it's it's a beautiful right, thing. <laughs> love it. I love that. So what? I'm spoiled. I've sold mattresses for 20 years, so I don't think I could stay in a little. <laughs> I'd have to find a little bit nicer with a nicer mattress. Well, you got it. Location, location, location. Do you want a better That's mattress right. and have to take an Uber to the beach, or do you want to get very little sleep on a very uncomfy mattress and open the door and boom, there's the water? There it is. Yeah. 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 Good point. I think you can right. suffer for a few days, but trade off, man. <laughs> Everything's a trade off. Right? So, do your kids realize that dad's a superstar? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I think my kids realize. Um, well, you know, I got recognized a whole lot more when they were littler. Yeah. Um, so, so now as they've, as they've gotten a little bit older, um, you know, I, I get, I, I, here's a good example. Like you'll have, you know, some, I live in a college town, right? So like some college girl will walk up to the table somewhere and they'll be like, you know, you, the guy from Sits Raisin. And I'm like, well, yes, I am. And they're like, you're my mom's favorite thing. <laughs> 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 this is where we are in life now. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, they know a little bit, but you know, we do this thing called the rock boat. Uh, we started it 21 years ago. We were the first band to charter an entire cruise ship and take all these people out and started a festival at sea. Right. And um, when I started taking my kids on that a few years back, that's when they kind of went, Oh, you know, cause they were with me for a few days and, you know, fans everywhere, all these other bands coming up talking. They're like, oh, 
you know, I kind of get it a little bit more now. Um, or when uh, my, my kids all played soccer, I'll be on the sideline of some soccer game and, you know, some soccer mom will come up and want her picture taken with me <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but they, you know, they've been around it uh, their whole life. So um, they're not impressed by a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but we all, I will say, we are all of us are super duper close. So they still like to hang out with the old man. That's what I care about. That's awesome. Is now this rock boat that's coming up again real soon, isn't it? And you got our yeah, buddies funny. Bowling for to... Soup going with you on this one. Yeah, yeah we had Jared on a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah. gosh, oh, really? a month ago now. Yeah, yeah. I'm so looking forward to having them, having those guys on the boat. Um, Where's what port? They do... What port is yeah. it leaving from? Uh, Miami. Oh, yeah. yeah. See so mm. listen, go, now we got to backtrack. So, um, so we had to move it uh, from last January. Uh, you know, COVID shut down everything. So we moved it to November coming up. Um, but then Norwegian is requiring uh, vaccinations to get on the boat. Now, so we did have, uh, I don't know, we have got like 900 cabins on there. So we had, I think about 100 cabins come back, something like that. Um, so it's the first year right now where we've been this close to a sailing and there are still a few cabins left. And that mm. was all because people were like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to go if I have to get vaccinated. And uh, I thought it was a bummer, but you know, if this is the year that you've, you've thought about going out and trying it, there's actually a few cabins left for people to get. How does dad cast work their way into this? And when is the sale date? <laughs> it's like that first <laughs> week in November. And uh, I'll have, I'll have Marianne email you about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I could, I mean, my, my, my wheels are spinning. The, the amount yeah. of on-site podcasts we could perform in that there's short a, amount of time. There's a lot of dads on this, on this boat. Yes, there oh, is. And yeah, guess what, Nick? You don't drink anymore, and neither do I, and it's completely free drinks from what I've read. <laughs> that's right. It is free drinks. Damn it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, but yeah, tra- take like it from me, man. We ago, can do so. it. You can still have a blast on there. Well, if there's yeah. free fish tacos, man, I'm in. Fasting <laughs> can go to hell that week. <laughs> plenty of fish tacos, man. <laughs> hmm. And if you want, we could put it in a glass. So instead of carrying around, you can have a fish taco with an umbrella, you know, in a glass. Can you maybe onto something? Like, period. We can market that. There's not enough it, tacos in cups. There isn't. I mean, just the, the Bloody Mary, they put everything in there. Why not a fish taco? That's right. They just throw it in, right? <laughs> Nick, I got yeah, your wheel spinning. I ain't kidding. And, uh, Be there. Get, uh, get on this cruise. Yeah, well, so I'm going to yeah, talk to Marianne. Yeah, have her. Ser- I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I am too. We'd love to have you guys out there. Ken, are you ready for one of my favorite things we do on podcasts or on Dadcast here? Yeah, man. It is time. Let's do it. For Nick's Fast Five. All right. Ooh, okay. Nick's going to ask you five questions. You just answer away. Okay. okay. What is your favorite sister, sister Hazel song to play live? Mm. Champagne High. Okay. What's your and, favorite and, song to cover? Um, uh, go your own way by uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, okay, dig it. Get the rest of my list here. Nice. What is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? <laughs> oh man, um, uh, that's a good question. Pizza, veggie pizza, best pizza in the world. Okay. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be, and why? <laughs> he loves uh, this question. <laughs> I do. Uh, if I could have a billboard with anything on it, it would be, it would say something like, uh, we all need it. We all need each other. Pull it together, people. <laughs> something like that. I like Giggity. that a lot. 
All right, and I always like to add one, too. If Ken Block and the band Sister Hazel, or you solo, take your pick, yeah. can play any show to open for any artist, living or dead, in the history of time, who would it be? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. We never got to do that. We never oh. got to do it. I mean, we know a couple of those guys. Yeah, I've seen Tom. Um, Tom, gosh, multiple, yeah. like at least a dozen times. I, I grew up yeah, in L.A., you know. so always. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we grew up in the same town. Um, we, we all know the same families. Uh, you know, I'm the next guy that, you know, I played in those same fields, bonfires, frat houses. Um, my kids and my wife uh, all went to the same high school that he went to. Uh, but somehow uh, we never got to do a show with those guys. And so uh, that's one of those kind of bummer things that will never get to happen. Yes, man. That, that takes what me a back. body of work, right? Yeah. yeah. I did a, uh, I, 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 as I said, I work in radio. And yeah. at the time of Tom Petty's passing, I worked for a, a classic rock station that will not be named. Um, yeah. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Nick gets that. Um but at the time, I, I had to come up with something because I, I felt it was my duty. Of course, oh, yeah. you know, I got thousands of people listening to this show. I was afternoon drive. People are coming home. They're listening to JP on the radio. What can I do? And rules all to hell. I threw in the trash can and I played Tom Petty straight for an entire hour. And yeah. of that hour, Granted, I had to pick what I felt personally was the best sounds, best tracks that I could put on that hour. And I spent literally three hours of my day trying to figure out what hour or how to fill that particular hour. And then you know what I did? I did another hour. So it was two straight hours of Tom Petty on the radio. Yeah. I didn't get in trouble from the boss. You can't go. And wrong. everyone loved it. And, and it yeah, was. You can't. Yeah. You know, I like you. I probably saw that band you know, a half dozen times live. Every time I left her thinking they could have played another hour and a half. Oh yeah. And, and, and every song would have been, you know, an anthem. It's just that bot, that body of work um, resonates with so many people of all walks of life. Um, and what American treasure, man, guy was an American treasure. Yes, he was. Ugh. And it just keeps happening. It seems like our, our all of our faves when we were kids are, are starting to starting starting or here and there they yeah, they, they drop and it's just that I guess one that's hit life. Me the hardest, yeah. That, that one, one hit me the hardest. Uh, losing Petty coming. Prince hit me pretty hard. Fierce. Prince hit me something fierce too. Yeah. That I mean that Absolutely. guy. Whew, yeah. That 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 guy's musical genius Eddie right there. Eddie Van Halen. Oh, Eddie. see, yeah, that one, oh, that man. one hit more. Now we're bringing them all up. That one hit hardest for me. Eddie Van Halen's kid, though. I don't know if you guys yeah. have heard his his band. Oh yeah, holy yeah. shit, he's killing it. He Is actually, he really wolfy oh my gosh, Wolfgang? yeah, they're yeah, opening uh, for Guns like, and Roses like tonight, yeah. I think, at Allegiant. Yeah, it's, really, it's good. It's it's really really good stuff. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. I could be wrong about that uh, date, but I know they are opening for Guns N' Roses at some point. In fact, that concert may have already happened. I'm not sure. I think it did. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? You know, talking about a body of work, like, or like we were talking about earlier, a time portal, you can put on those Van Halen records. And for me, man, I mean, all those, you know, Van Halen 1, Van Halen 2, Fair Warning. Oh, Diver Down. Come on. Roth stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Women and Children First. Oh my God! It's like that's so, you know, part, just part of me. Yeah, that that oh, was my no. big brother graduated high school in '83. So in LA, 
So he is yeah. literally. You were deep in it. He's in the Van Halen. He's in the Motley Crew. He's in all yeah. of that scene. He'd yeah, go there yeah, yeah. and, you know, little eight year old JP would just be listening to Big Brother's music. Yeah. And that's how what turned yeah. me on to Van Halen. And yeah, Eddie Van Halen is. Mm. I mean, sucks so much. It's that that we'll never get to hear that man play live. But thankfully, all the music is still there, and will you know it no lives doubt. on. No That's doubt. what I love about music. Nick, the, the, the Twister soundtrack is what got no. me with with Van Halen. That whole "Humans Being" song. Oh, it's so great, it's, right? It's so different and so like, what the hell? Where is that Hagar? I can't yeah, remember. No, no, it yeah. was was it Hagar or was it? Yeah, uh, was being it Sharon? I think I thought it was Sharon that was singing. Oh, that's not Van Halen. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've got to Google it now because now I'm extreme is not Van Halen, buddy. Hold on. And if Nick, you know, we're going to have to have a talk off the air here. If that's the Van Halen song that gets you, we need (laughs) to have a serious talk, buddy. There was just something about that song. It was just it was just different. It was like it was Van Halen, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Tell you, man, <laughs> I was a huge Sammy Hagar fan uh, as the Red Rocker. Yeah, yeah. Prior to him getting in there, um, and obviously they made some great music with Sammy. But I was a Roth. I was a Roth guy. Oh yeah, you know, I love those those first records. He's a showman, man. He's a. Have you uh, in, 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 dropping names? Joe Rogan. Have you listened to the podcast? Uh, he was on it not too terribly long ago. David Lee Roth. It's like a, it's like a part of it. Three hour interview and yeah. That that man is just he's a wild, crazy man. And Dude, he's, he's in, and in between all his craziness, you're like, oh, my God, you're actually very intelligent, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah I he's, mean, he's, he's there's no doubt he's he's got a genius thread through there. Listen, for years, everything that came out of his mouth was perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was Diamond Dave. Yes. Um, and now somewhere along the line. He turned into like Carol Channing or something, but, <laughs> but I don't know how that happened. And now I look back and I'm like, well, that's just karate moves and tights. And But at the time, it was like they were from another planet. And Eddie would come flying in on his knees and Roth is kicking. It's like, where are these guys from, you know? Uh, but Roth, it was all, every move was calculated with him, I believe. Yeah, and he was very the- theatrist. Did you figure it out, Nick? Yeah, it was Hagar. It was okay. Hagar, yeah. yeah. I take it but back. It was like it was harder than anything that Hagar had ever done with Van Halen, though. It was. It's just a completely different kind of side of Van Halen. I was like, wow. Now I got to go back and listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's 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 weird. It's like what? what, what I always I always leave it to Nick to throw out the completely random like Twister soundtrack. Man, really? I. I it, Hey, I listen to NSYNC when I go to the gym. If you want some Sammy Hagar, I want you. Here's a here's an obscure one: the heavy metal soundtrack. Remember that? Oh, I love and it, man. God, it's my covered that song. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, speaking of things that one way ticket to midnight. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of things that we're glad we didn't have cell phones and pictures of back in that day. That particular movie and a particular um, illicit hallucinogenic drug back in the day yeah. were a fantastic combination. Just saying, I, drugs are bad, kids. You were not don't alone do in that. But God, it's oh, I think there man. are a lot of parallel lives. Gosh, and John Candy was no Nick. You got to watch that flick. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if it's it out, yeah. it, but you're gonna look at it now and be like, this animation is terrible. But back what? then, real good. 
It was awesome. awesome. <laughs> that whole soundtrack was awesome. Yes, it was. Yeah. You got something, Nick? I'm sorry. I don't. I, I, I do that. I, I, I get excited and, and this happens. I love it, man. We share a brain. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. We're getting yeah. real close to the end of our time, Ken. Okay. Is the idea of grandpa anywhere in your future? <laughs> have you have you touched on it? Have you thought about the fact because you, you're closer, I think, yeah. to being one than uh, not being one, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, look, I know it's coming. <laughs> um, I don't like the idea of 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 grandpa or like I know because listen, listen, kids come up with the name. You can say you want to be, you know, whatever, like right. Papa, uh, Opa. Know, I had a friend. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be called Rock or something. You know, but you end up being Peepaw. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and I'm more worried about that. Like, what name's going to stick uh, than anything? But you know, look, as I, I, uh, I don't see. I still am a kid, man. It's like Arrested Development for me. My, I think part of the reason my kids like to hang out with me is I still, you know, I still act like a kid. Yeah. So grab and take a beach. Let's go surf and let's go. You know what I mean? Um, uh, what I hope is that, uh, I'm in good enough health as grandkids come around that I can kind of relive that again and hand them back. Uh, yeah, that's the beauty about being grandparents from what I've been told. And I'll tell you this, I will, I will end this beautiful, amazingly awesome conversation with you (laughs) on this point. If I ever get called (laughs) peepaw, I'm going to wear that some bitch with a badge of honor. Because if I made it that long, you know, good for me. It's absolutely man. Peepaw Pierce. I think it's fitting. (laughs) It is kind of fitting. (laughs) It kind of works. Ken Block of Sister Hazel. Uh, You know what? No, 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 no. I'm not going to end this. Not just quite yet. We didn't even touch on it, Nick. You guys have kind of gone country recently. Yeah. Tell us uh, about that. It's funny, man. We um, (laughs) none of that was like a. Let's go make a country record or this. Um, uh, we always have like about, we're always writing, right? So almost every record that we go into, we've got between, shoot, 60 and 80 songs to kind of start sifting back through and new ones coming in. And, you know, a few years ago, we kind of, we all kind of gravitating towards these songs that lead a little bit more country. And, um, you know, if you go back and listen to any of our records, uh, like, uh, like, uh, you know, like Fortress that has Champagne High. I, listen to the song Fortress. Listen mm-hmm. to the, it's like we always have a little bit of that in there, uh, but we made a couple records and they definitely leaned a lot more on that part of what we do. Um, and then they were super well received. And so we were like, man, that feels great. And I, it feels cool to be in a band that can play, um, like, let's say we played before Foo Fighters at, you know, Midtown in Atlanta. And then we play the Grand Ole Opry last month. Not a lot of bands can, you know, pull that off. Um, and we kind of do it just by being ourselves and leaning this way or leaning that way. But the fact that we had a, you know, a top five record again in the last couple of years has been, I mean, who, who gets to do that in the nineties in the, in the zeros and the teens. And then again, you know, coming up now. So we just have, this is what gratitude looks like. That's pretty right impressive, here. man. But I mean, if you really want to step your game up, man, you need yeah. one more genre you guys need to tackle. Then, then I'm sold and I'm totally impressed. You ready? Yeah. Gangster rap. 
No. So, <laughs> on that note, so you need to go to a bare naked like, baby sponsor. It's like, I like it. I just can't do it. I like it. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> no, I, I like it too much to try it. Get this. It I'm like a Brit. Like, like, we did a holiday record, right? Um, and all of us brought in three songs. This is a few years back. And we all got to produce those songs however we wanted. And like Mark brought in a symphony and, you know, a couple guys that were, you know, some funk tracks a little bit. And uh, Ryan did a little rap. Actually, you could check that out. Um, and I, 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 I said, we need to, we need to do uh, something for everyone and let's do the dreidel song. And I said, <laughs> I go, how do we do the dreidel song? How, you know, the chosen people never would do it. So we did it bluegrass. So we got this bluegrass version of the dreidel song on there. And I'm like, it works. It totally works. And it sounds like Sister Hazel. You know, the five of us get behind our instruments. And whether it's bluegrass, whether it's harder rock, southern rock, country stuff, acoustic stuff, for better or worse, sounds like Sister Hazel. Interesting. You're saying at Brit. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm at Brit, which is like the huge, nice concert venue in Jacksonville, Oregon. Yeah. Naked ladies are headlining. So I, I had dinner with them, hung out with the guys, and they're like yeah. the nicest guys, right? Like sit down oh, yeah. in the crowd to watch the show. And yeah. it's like the most boring concert ever. Like just instantly <laughs> three songs in a row. I'm like, fuck, they're gonna, they're not gonna, it's not gonna be exciting. All of a sudden they go into gangster rap. They do some Dr. Dre. Right. <laughs> and they knock out some dancing. Eminem. And the singer just freaking nails it. I'm like, holy oh, yeah, crap. Man. And then it yeah, turned into like the it. funniest concert I was I've ever been to. Like the jokes and the those guys know, are was, really bright. Yeah. Uh, they, they can dance and stuff too. I'm like, Yes. Oh my god. Well, who yeah. can do that? Yeah, yeah. not this guy. <laughs> I, I know what I know what the limits are. Is not yeah. gonna be dancing or gangster rapping. Yeah. Now, as far as this rock cruise is concerned, is Sister yeah. Hazel headlining? Or is it just call it like that? We, it, it just um, smorgasbord of we stages and we, we we say uh, hosted by. Okay, and we you know part of that is um, we wanted other bands to feel ownership as well. You know, I want never wanted anyone to go. You know, I'm not going to go on that. That's Sister Hazel's boat, or you know, we're not going to. So we we let we level the playing field. Um, you know, we bring on different headliners every year that. The people, you know, will know um, that they'll come for these headliners. But our goal is to have people leave with their next favorite band. So that that second tier of bands are bands that we vet that we think are just amazing. And you know, we look, we had guys like um, like Zach Brown was on there for six years before anyone knew who he was. Oh, he was a buddy of ours from Atlanta, so good. you know, and playing in the elevator as people were coming down. We knew he had something special. And, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, we were that band. We were the band that we wanted the older guys to go give us a chance to get in front of people. And that crowd on that boat, uh, they adopt those bands and they become really um, an integral part of their touring life. That sounds like a fantastic time to me. Yeah, cool. man. We're going to send you all information. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. be well, now amazing. Now i to ask, how do we submit a band to you to get vetted? Yeah, so our um, managers are actually in a they're they're a pretty good band. Ben Carey from Lifehouse. Oh yeah, yeah. Is in the band. Oh cool, man. We yeah. talked to Lifehouse actually this year uh, about coming out this year and they couldn't it couldn't make it work this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll go back to those guys again. Yeah. But um uh you know, uh, Six Man is our partner. Um Six Six Man's company and now they do 
all kinds of cruises. So um, there are about five of us that go through and vet those bands. So uh, Jen Wedick at Sixth Man is who uh, you need to email stuff to. And uh, we start to we start any bands it. checking it out. There you go. Inside Check information. Yeah. All right. That is serious. I, I mean, I can I could go on for the next three or four hours with you, man. I'm having such a good time. Oh, thanks, oh. man. It's yeah, been a great time talking to you guys. It's been an amazing hour. Hey, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Get some Visine, man. Oh, it's, it's, I'm good. It's, their eyes, they're not too red. Look, we're good now. Yeah, they're doing better. They're, they're, they're nice yeah. and white. We're good. They just started watering that, out of that nowhere. Smoke, that smoke is coming all the way here, East Coast, man. We had full moon. It was bright pink. Oh, yeah. Uh, ours the is, smoke in the sky. ours is a dark, it's so thick, it's a dark blood orange. Oh, like man. right at the it's it's really cool to look at, but not fun sure. to breathe. <laughs> no, not fun to breathe. No, no. no. All right, Ken hey, Block. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, man. Thank you for taking the time to come on. I would love to. Oh, oh, oh! I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get the commitment right now, Nick. You ready? Yeah. Ken Block. Yes. Sir. We like to do a Father's Day special. We're very, very, very far away from the next Father's Day, but I would like to invite you to do a special Father's Day episode with us for 2022. We all get together. It's like a Brady Bunch uh, bunch of windows. Yeah. We all get together. Yeah. We talk about dads, wish everyone a happy Father's Day, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'd love to get you on board for that one next year. Not a chance. Not I'm a chance. Kidding. Not happening. <laughs> Screw those guys. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll chat more about it on the cruise, maybe. <laughs> and no, I can tell and I can not. tell Jarrett Reddick, Nick, that I, I can't believe the band's still playing music. That should go over well. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So you guys still playing music? I literally yeah. asked him that question when we were on the podcast. And it wasn't for my knowledge. It was for the viewers' knowledge. But yeah. Oh, I know hurts. he was he was very very humorous about it, but you know, of course, I know in the back of his mind he's probably like, really, really, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, we he all had texted me and said, "What like a douchebag! You're a liar." <laughs> 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 all right, Ken Block, thank you for coming on Dadcast again. You've been amazing. Uh, you're an amazing dad. Thanks, we love your stories. We love your band. Thanks, we Dan. love everything you've done with us today, and we look forward to more in the future. Thank you. Yeah, Sounds thanks, good, man. guys. Take care of each other. Absolutely, and everyone else. Thanks for hanging out, watching. Go ahead and comment. You got a question for Ken down below? Go ahead and type it right down there. And uh, subscribe and like and hook up to all our socials and all that good stuff. You guys are amazing. We'll see you on the next episode. See it. Peace.